Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. This is the Cork Today replay on C103. And Jane Pickett of the Islandwood Veterinary Hospital in Newmarket, part of the Mill Street Veterinary Group, joins me in studio. Good afternoon to you. Hi there. And you are very welcome. Let's get straight in with rather an unusual question that's come in from uh, Greta, who was talking with a gentleman who has, she believes, a pet fox. It's It's a vixen who's just had cubs living in his house. Is it possible? Would the vet know? Would a fox live in a person's house? Or I don't know whether her leg has been pulled on this one. You can form a bond, but this is a wild animal. You can, but yeah, you're you're right in saying in the end of the day, it is a wild animal. Standard foxes are not domesticated nor particularly suitable to live in, let's say, a home environment. It's not like, let's say, a cat or a dog. Um, now, as you say, we can sometimes form bonds with wild animals, but not normally, let's say, an adult wild animal. Um, it's normally, let's say, something, uh, a young, hand-raised, young hand-raised yeah. animal. Sometimes they will form unusual bonds with humans. Now, and I say it is unusual because they're not designed to get on well with the humans in their lives. They're pre-programmed to be wild animals and to be essentially fearful of humans for their own protection. Um, and I think it's a little bit difficult. This little fox may have just wandered into the wrong area, found a nice house and thought, I'll just have my cubs here. Um, it could even be in a shed or an outhouse. That would be a common thing. Sometimes sometimes we get farmers that would say, oh, you know, there's a vixen and her cubs in, in an outside farm, farm building. But that essentially, I suppose, has very little contact with humans. That's still reasonably safe-ish okay. for the, the vixen and the cubs. Um, the difficulty is if this if this wild animal has well and truly set up shop inside in this person's house, it's quite a difficult thing really because particularly wild animals with young, they are so protective of their young. So handling them can be incredibly dangerous. She um, could turn. Yeah. And I think it's like any mother with a child, your priority is to protect your child um, and she will know no different. So handling them or the cubs is incredibly challenging. I think really long term, the best thing would be if this is, if, if, this fox and these cubs are in your house or the person you've been speaking to I'd probably recommend speaking to either a wildlife charity or maybe the ISPCA just for some advice as to what the best course of action is um Sometimes there are, let's say, rehabilitation centres where they may be able to help you relocate them into a more appropriate environment that's both safe for you and safe for them because you don't want all of the cubs being too accustomed to humans and then, let's say, going out into a wild environment again and not being particularly aware that humans are perhaps a risk, as it were. Yeah. So I think just maintaining their, their wild instincts is probably the priority. So I'd, I'd get some advice. OK. And Noreen in Ballyfehan has uh, kittens. They're about a month old. She's wondering what food type she should give them. She has five kittens. 
kittens they're still uh, nursing with the mother but she feels the mother is exhausted yeah. and with five kittens the mother will be exhausted yeah, that's lots of kittens um, I'm not surprised yeah. <laughs> the poor mother must be a little bit tired at this point um, what I would say is there are lots of things you can do to give them a helping hand so normally most mothers will kind of wean the kittens roughly between about anywhere between five to seven weeks of age you're coming sometimes up to a little the stage. bit longer so you're kind of getting to the point where they will be weaning themselves off I think the important thing is to give them some options that are not the mother's milk to even just play around with so what I normally say is there's lots of let's say weaning wet foods so let's say um, they're specifically designed for that period where they're still on the mother getting the milk but now beginning to transition onto a normal diet as it were um, or even just some kitten nuts having something for them to roll around and play with initially they won't eat any of it they'll just roll around and you know think it's great fun kicking everything about and creating a massive mess but eventually they'll clock actually this is food and I'll try to eat it and eventually they'll kind of begin to wean themselves so mum will begin to get a little bit more reluctant to let them feed all of the time might restrict their feeding time so that they're maybe forced to play with the food around them so mother nature is very good at, at mm. you know letting nature take its course and helping them to wean but what i would say if, if they're particularly struggling if mum is particularly struggling or the kittens are particularly struggling um you can get formula milk essentially to give them a helping hand so it, it's essentially like baby milk powder yeah um and so it's designed if, if the mother was killed and you exactly, end up with if there was it, problems yeah, yeah. normally at this point of five six weeks of age it shouldn't necessarily be required yeah. they'd be kind of at the point where they're be- beginning to wean themselves anyway so i wouldn't be rushing into it um um, but it is always there as an alternative. But I think just make sure you have lots of, let's say, kitten food options available for them to play with. Okay, somebody's saying you can form a bond with uh, with uh, a fox uh, and they're like dog nuts if you are, <laughs> if you are going to do it. Okay, uh, a listener was on to say her two-year-old Labrador this morning uh, managed to open up and eat a very large box of, choc- box of chocolates. Now, he started vomiting within 10 minutes of finishing the box of chocolates mm-hmm. and he's now lying feeling very very sorry for himself uh, but he has stopped vomiting and obviously brought up most of the chocolates mm-hmm. do I need to be concerned? You know I think as a precautionary measure I think it's 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 really a stroke of luck that your dog started vomiting immediately after eating the chocolate because that will decontaminate the stomach and normally if, if you go to the vet we'll assess them depending on what they've eaten whether it's chocolate or some other let's say potentially toxic Thing they may have ingested depending on what it is we'll sometimes make them vomit with a special injection okay so your little dog has vomited anyway so that's good news um but what i would say is i would visit your vet mainly to check that it hasn't let's say if, if it's only happened very recently we may it's this morning it's this morning so mm. we're kind of lunchtime now I would still contact your vet anyway just for a little bit of advice um, tell them exactly how many grams of let's say white dark milk chocolate your dog has eaten and your dog's weight and we'd be able to calculate whether it's likely to be a major risk or not if your dog's already vomited that's good because it will you know bring up some of the, the potential would toxins would they get sick that quick? They don't normally, yeah. so um, it, that's why I say it's quite lucky. Actually, yeah. that's 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 good. But news I'm wondering in this case. because it was a box of chocolates. Was it was it packaging and paper and everything? If yeah, this is yeah. the thing. If we've eaten everything lock, stock, and barrel, it which can be they a can bit do, more of a problem. So if there's lots of wrappers, particularly let's say the metallic kind of foil wrappers, sometimes they can compound into things that will get stuck in the stomach. Um, I would contact your vet for some advice. Tell them exactly what your pet has eaten and how long ago. Um, they may want to see your pet just to ensure that everything is okay. I would advise a health check at the at a minimum, really. Lots of times, 
let's say eating chocolate if it has sunk into the system it can cause very high heart rates a lot of excessive thirst and sometimes very very bad drowsiness um, when it gets to the latter stages so I think as a precautionary measure contact your vet Okay Hi uh, Question for the vet Jane please My dogs literally beg for milk Uh, It happens every evening They he or they I don't know they they just love it Uh, can it cause worms or is it okay to continue with a bowl of milk for dogs every evening it wouldn't necessarily yeah it wouldn't necessarily cause worms as such no Um, so normally let's say milk that you'd buy in the shop will be pasteurised so it generally wouldn't have any let's say parasites in it anyways it wouldn't generally be something that would be transmitted in milk as it were Um, that wouldn't be the case so I don't think there'd be any risk of it let's say causing worms as it were uh, from milk itself but what I would say is it's fierce rich to be feeding dogs on a regular basis it's very fatty um, and it can tend to cause let's say stomach upsets so diarrhea vomiting sometimes even things like pancreatitis if it's very fatty milk so if it's the full fat milk if they were getting it and had a bit of a dodgy tummy anyway um, it can cause some quite severe problems it wouldn't be what I would advise every day okay. I would as a try, treat as a tr- oh jeepers no as a treat once on a blue moon it's not going to do any major amount of harm but not every in a evening. normal otherwise healthy dog but I would really discourage from doing it every day as well as everything else it's really high in calories if they were I was just going to say and we know yeah. we've, we've discussed dogs putting on weight and should they don't eat that much but then if they're having the big bowl of milk every yeah. night that could be Oh it's the equivalent of a few big chocolate bars for them yeah. let's put it like that in human terms as it were okay, so, so I would try and find something lower calorie but yeah. also more dog appropriate as okay. it were okay. <laughs> Stop giving them the milk basically yeah. <laughs> uh, Valerie in Rochetown has a Labrador that she says appears to be trying to lick his ears. She's checked there are no fleas. He's moving his head as if he's trying to lick his ears. I'm trying to imagine the Labrador doing it. Uh, It seems to be agitating him. It's a seven-year-old neutered male. Okie dokie. Something going on in the ears. Yeah, something going on in the ears there. I'd say it's unusual enough that they'll try and lick their ears. But look, dogs and cats, they can do all kinds of funny things. It does sound like this poor little fella is irritated by his ears. So if he's shaking his head around, trying to get at the ears one way or another, it does sound like he will have some kind of ear problem. Now, there's lots of things that can cause irritation in the ears. Sometimes it can be a buildup of wax. But more commonly, it's an ear infection with either bacteria or some yeast overgrowing on the skin sometimes even things like ear mites so a little parasite that can live down there I think either way for your own dog's comfort I'd go to the vet kind of yeah and just because you're not seeing fleas it can be a lot of other things oh it can be a load of other things it really can and a lot of the time to be totally honest even if you look at the outside of the ear it may not look red and sore but you need a special tool called an otoscope which we'd use in in our veterinary surgery to look down into the depths of the ear it sounds Um, like if he's shaking his head it's something inside 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 exactly sometimes we can even get things stuck it's incredible what they can get up to if they're running through let's say fields of you know barley or wheat or anything like that sometimes um, little seed heads can can fall down to the ears around this time of year it's very common but um, I would say visit your vet there's a number of things that could be going on but I would say for your dog's comfort get some treatment on board that's not normal right, listen Jane thank you for that have a lovely week and uh, we'll chat again next week that's uh, Jane Pickett of the Islandwood Veterinary Hospital in Newmarket part of the Mill Street Veterinary Group When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. 
Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's stamps.com, code PROGRAM. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.